podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to episode 33, as the Nigerians will say, of the DC Numbers podcast. If you haven't heard episode 32, please check it out. It's with regards different levels of competition in the industry slash market, which is a mixture of monopoly, where there's one company dominating the market, what happens when there's perfect competition in the market, what happens when there's a blend of both, and how that affects us, the consumers, or some of you may be, in fact, business owners, and giving you some real-life examples of that to kind of give you some information to some economic theory to kind of explain what happens in the markets that we shop in or we provide business and services in today. Anyway... Episode 33, interest rates. Interest rates, interest rates, interest rates. We've all heard of them. We've probably all had some form of dealings with them. I'm going to give you the breakdown of what they are, the different types, and the news that came out earlier this week and what how it may be impacting you or your family, or your business, in fact, or a combination of the three. So, what are interest rates? An interest rate is the amount charged by a lender to a borrower for the use of assets. So if I am lending you, the listener, a tenor, I will charge a rate of interest which should compensate my loss of this £10. Interest rates are usually depicted as a percentage on an annual basis. So if you see interest rate of 10%, that means across a year you will pay 10% of what you initially borrowed. So if it's a £1,000, you'll pay 10% on top of that £1,000, which will be an extra £100, bringing your total repayment to 1100 So if you see APR, that's annual percentage rate. Interest rates can be seen as the price of borrowing, because this is the charge on you essentially borrowing, or I like to say the price of money. So when the interest rates are really low, price of money is really low you can get access to credit for a cheap price if it's really high then get getting a hold of credit is very difficult and very expensive what are the different types of interest rates um, i even explained this on monday um making sense podcast had a fantastic event with regards to uh, black people financial security it was hosted at house of commons it was a really good event make sure you check them out we also had a discussion of what interest rates are but that was more in line with personal finance, but there's two different types of interest rates. And I described variable rates and fixed rates. You could probably guess on the difference between the two by the the names attached to them. So a variable rate is a rate that fluctuate that could potentially fluctuate. These are usually offered at a lower rate than fixed rates. So over time, let's say you have a mortgage and let's say you start off with a two percent interest rate repayment depending on the financial climate or let's say the bank of england adjusts interest rates which we'll get onto later that can go either up or down however a fixed rate no clues in the name is a rate set across a period of time so let's say you borrow two hundred thousand pounds in your mortgage across a 20-year period at five percent 
across that 20 year period, you will be paying 5% of your mortgage no matter what happens. Well, most more often than not within the interest rate market. Those rates tend to be higher because obviously the borrowers locked you into this rate and, it, and there's no real room for maneuver. So that's the difference between variable and fixed rates. Now, what is the Bank of England and what do they do? The Bank of England has existed since the 1700s, a prestigious institution in this country. It is the central bank for the United Kingdom. You may have heard of central banks like the ECB, European Central Bank, or the Fed, aka the Federal Reserve in America. The central banks are meant to be independent, and I say in, in that in inverted commas. They act as the government's bank. So think about to why I said inverted commas. And they are and they are like the lenders of last resorts. Within this within the Bank of England, there's something called the Monetary Policy Committee. There's nine of them, led by the governor of the Bank of England, which today is Mark Carney. Four of the mem- four of the nine members are actually appointed by the Chancellor of the Exchequer. Remember when I said inverted commas about being independent? Phil, which today is currently Phil Hammond. And their job is to meet every month and discuss interest rate policy to achieve inflation targets. Um, some of you may have heard of Target 2.0. The Bank of England tries to achieve a healthy inflation um, number, which is, of, which is 2.0%. And also to adjust interest rates accordingly with regards to what's happening in the economy. For example, when we had the financial crisis of 2007-2008, in October 2008, the interest rates were in fact 5%. By March 2009, so what, five months later, they went all the way down to 0.5%, which is what they raised it to on Thursday, 2nd November. So... The bank can also do quantitative easing, which is colloquially known as printing money, but that's a topic for another day. And I'll tell you on another time how that impacts the economy in downtimes. So, what did they actually do? As I said, there was nine members, and when it comes to raising, keeping, or reducing rates, they all have one equal vote. And this time, they voted seven and two in favour to raise interest rates from 0.25% to 0.5%. They also meant Mark Carney also mentioned that they are targeting two more 0.25 rate hikes, which is increasing the interest rate by 0.25 again, and then one more time across the next two years, which they said they need to to kind of control inflation and get it back to the target, as I said, 2.0. This in fact is the first time they've raised interest rates since 2007. That kind of shows that the state of the economy has been in. And that's that's the reason why we're seeing so much inequality in the housing market, in my opinion. Because when you have interest rates this low, as I said, borrowing is easy for those that have access to borrowing. Or the correct credit rate to borrow. Or the correct capital to obtain borrowing. So that's why we see a load of businesses, um, funds or rich men or women from outside the UK or within the UK buying houses and using them as bank accounts. Like things like a very, very low interest rate can drive that. So yeah, interest rates have been historically low for a long time. Imagine the first time they've raised it 
is basically a decade, exactly a decade, 10 years ago. Now, we know what interest rates are. We know the different types of interest rates. We know the bank, the role the Bank of England plays with regards to utilising interest rates to control inflation and stabilise the economy when, when needs be. And we know what they've done on 1st November the 4th. Now, the most important part, how it affects everybody else. So, many of us may have homes that we own or parents or loved ones that own a home. So how does it affect the mortgage market? According to the Bank of England, 43% of people who own their homes are on variable tracker rates. So theoretically, their payments should rise when rates rises. So we're likely to see those people having slightly higher repayments. 57%, so 57% of people who own homes or couples or whatever you have, whatever you may, have fixed rates. They shouldn't be affected immediately. Depending on the amount of the mortgage balance, so how much is left in your mortgage to repay, the increase in your repayments can range up to an extra £30 per month. And although this may not sound dramatic, just think about just on a flip of a switch on Thursday, that extra £30 is like a week shopping or maybe two weeks shopping or a phone bill or a trip to the cinema. Like that is significant money, especially if you average it, if you accumulate over the year. If rates do rise up to 1% as scheduled across the next two years, that can go up to £78.48 added to your mortgage repayments. And that's pretty significant. And if you don't really think it's significant, do 78.48 divided by your take-home salary and times it by 100 and see the percentage of your salary. And that's just an increase on one of your largest expenses. So that's something to bear in mind. How does this affect businesses? Well, what do businesses like to do? They like to invest. And if they want to borrow to invest, let's say, in new machinery to increase their output and be a lot more efficient, the interest rates are making the borrowing more expensive, so they may likely be deterred from borrowing. Another potential way can affect businesses that if interest rates, the, the higher interest rates grow, the less likely people are to invest in business in terms of stocks. If let's say, okay, let's say for example, if interest rates went up to like fifteen percent, but the rate of return on your stock is five percent, what are people gonna do with their money? The rough rush say keep it in the ISIS because they're getting more of a return than investing in your business, which can go up or down willy nilly. Whereas the savings account will be a lot more stable. So that's one potential way it can impact businesses, and also from more of a revenue grabbing perspective if your savers account is now bringing you in more money you may you're you're incentivized to save more and the more you save the opportunity cost is spending so the more you save the less you spend so this is how it can maybe adversely affect businesses how does it affect savings rates of course if the bank of england say interest rates are going up the rate of return of your savings account is going to go up or the rate of return on your current account is also going to go up. So that's good for people who are like, who want to save because currently savings rates are really low. And it's not really as attractive 
as it was, let's say, 10 years ago, its interest rates were 5%. So those are ways that it can impact us. It's really thinking about what incentives interest rates are now giving us. So, as I said, if interest rates go up, that means borrowing is more costly. So people may be more adverse to borrowing. However, it does help the savers. So people who have been saving, who want to save, they are now getting a bigger rate of return on their savings. So yeah, a quick podcast on the recent rate hike for the Bank of England on November the 2nd. Please, please, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts so my podcast comes straight to your door or your phone or iPad or whatever whatever you may on a Monday morning or late Sunday evening. Please, if you search my podcast, Dysonomics, just go to the scroll to the bottom and just click five stars, which obviously helps me go up the charts. And the higher I'm in the charts, more likely people are to see me, I learn, and it's good for me, everybody wins. Woo. Also, if you listen to on SoundCloud, please retweet for your people who follow your SoundCloud. Also follow so it comes straight to your SoundCloud. And tell a friend to tell a friend. Any questions, hit me up, hello at Dysonomics, or tweet me. My main account is under review. <laughs> the Russians got me, as I said on my last podcast. But I have a backup one for now, and that's Dysonomics. But the first I is a one. So D1SUNomics. Yeah, and hit me up. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Sports Social Podcast Network.